1: Hey
2: Hey, Scarlett.
1: Welcome back guys you're listening to Style Over Substance.
2: We're just two friends talking about our experiences working inside the fashion industry and also our observations from outside the fashion industry. It's sometimes serious but it's definitely always a good laugh.
1: Always. We release new episodes every Tuesday.
2: So subscribe on your favourite podcast listening platforms. That wasn't very exciting. (laughs) Was it? That that reminds me of our um, old episodes. Oh my God.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
2: Uh, What a time.
1: So how's life treating you? I'm alive, which is what I tell, like, if I go into work and people ask me how I am, I just tell them I'm alive, which is like wow. a bit of a dark joke that I have of like, it's better than saying like, I'm fine, I'm okay, because that means nothing anyway. So I'm like, I'm alive. And they're always like, that's a bit worrying, but it's a good start. It's what I always get. Oh. Um, So first and foremost, I'm alive. Um, I'm also on annual leave for the rest of the week. So I'm pretty happy about that. Yeah, I didn't know about that. Yeah, I was meant to have the week off. I was meant to be on holiday, but um, holidays are expensive and it's not the safest time to be going away. Uh, Things are being cancelled left, right and centre. So I'm just having a few chilled days. I've got got stuff I need to sort out, you know. It's like an extended weekend, but it's like six days.
2: (laughs) Things really roll around so quickly, especially when you've got like extended period of time off. You're like, I'm gonna do those like life admin things. I don't get the chance to do during the week by the
1: wayside.
2: Oh my god! And then you start it, and before you know it, it's like six o'clock in the evening. The day's done. The shops are closed. Yeah, and. Oh, it's just you alone with a bottle of wine.
1: Hey, you know what's so funny? I actually even got like shamed for this the other day. I was doing a return, or well, like no, I was doing an I didn't didn't receive an order, it, and like the picture was a totally different address. So I like contacted the company, like who sent it to me, and I contacted then mm-hmm. like as in like the sender like DPD, and I contacted other couriers available. Um, then I contacted the shop and I was like, look, I never received this order. Like the has confirmed this, please don't receive a refund. And then they were kind of like, um, we noticed that this got delivered like 10 days ago. Why are we just hearing it now? I just wanted like, babe, this is the soonest I could get round to it. Like oh, headspace, God. time-wise, it didn't ache. Also, I didn't get notification that got delivered. So I think I like then checked on the status of it three days after the fact. Then I had a weekend, then it was like four days. And I was like, oh, I should really sort this out. And like time just passes you by and like, you just, yeah. And I was just like, babe, don't shame me, you know? (laughs) I literally, I'm trying my best here. You know, that's reminded me.
2: I have an order that I haven't received. While we're at it, I will get into this. ASOS, mm. you know, what's going on over at ASOS. I um, stopped using ASOS for a few years, to be honest. Back in the uni days, ASOS mm-hmm. was a place to shop, yeah? Everyone was buying that annual premium delivery thing yep. for a dinner, yeah? I had that. I was ordering stuff every week and, like, returning it if it wasn't good. Yeah, You know what I mean? Really fickle. That was, like, Amazon Prime before Amazon Prime. Yeah um and then I just went through a few years of just not buying anything on Amazon because I think a lot of other ASOS. websites oh, God, yeah ASOS yeah thanks a lot of other fashion fast fashion websites came about yeah and there was just a lot more other choice you know yeah so this year I ordered I was on a hunt for something particular like a kind of sheer long sleeve top because I wanted to wear it under a dress that I have and I use my sister's account cause she still has premium. Um, and I have to say the couriers that they use, both Yodel and Every, shockingly yeah. bad. I've got something on order. I should have got two days ago, three days ago, something like that. I still haven't got it. And mm. it's only now that you were talking about your order. I'm like, wait a minute. It's so bad. I thought it was every before because that was the first courier that delivered my, my last parcel. Yeah. And the headache. They said they attempted delivery. No, they didn't. Um, had to get it redirected to a collection point, all of that. It took me days to get it. Bearing in mind, it should have come next day. And now that Yodel's delivering this
1: one, I don't know where my parcel is. Yeah, I I will say I did notice this. I haven't ordered something from there for a little while. I would say for the past year, their delivery has just been really shoddy. And at one point they actually had an offer, which I used to use all the time of like, no rush to receive it and you get 20% off your next order. And so I always used to use that because I was like, they're being shit at it anyway. I might as well because yeah. Granted, you can't always get it next day, but then I expected the next, the day after that, like we do live in this instant world and I do not care to wait for something. Mm. Um, and especially because it is really hard to find the time to get to and from a uh, post office or be in the correct hours of that. Mm-hmm. And so give me the most amount of time to do that for one Um but yeah, I don't know. I think I think it's become really shoddy and it's a shame.
2: it is they they're really missing the mark on this because they used to be the best
1: like really back in the day. and there it's, is nothing better than like receiving a parcel fast. like it literally then feels like, oh my God. yeah, Bam and, and then you can also just sort out all your purchases what you do and don't want, you can almost be trying it on the next day. It's doing your return the next day. Like it's, it's great and it works really well. And to be honest, if they were quicker, you'd probably buy more from there and blah, blah, blah. It's this whole repeat chain. Yeah. Weirdly
2: enough, you feel productive because you ordered it and it came and you made a decision. And yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it should be
1: illegal, that sensation of having a parcel delivered. Like, it should be illegal. It's just...
2: To all our US listeners, because um, I know America's a big place, I think next day is, like, unheard of. Mm. I think for... Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I get the impression that getting something within two days is pretty fast. Yeah. Whereas here in the UK, on our little island, really, if you wanted, you could get same-day delivery. Amazon offer same it.
1: day. <laughs> doesn't do it.
2: You know, same day is, like... It's like duh, of course, twenty twenty two, babe.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, apologies for us listeners, but we we're we're a small island. What can we say? Um, but yeah, ASOS definitely needs to level up. They've actually got a really big sale on it at the moment, where I'm quite tempted to get a few sort of staple items. I'm like, I know, like certain jumpers, where I'm like, I'll get this in a few colours. That old mm-hmm. classic, where I'm like, whilst it's got decent money off, but. I also feel a bit nervous to be buying jumpers and buying into like autumn and winter just yet. I feel a bit sad about it. Um, but I also think, you know what? It's called being it. organised and it's called being savvy. Definitely, definitely. I buy some stuff in the winter. Yeah, like and granted, like I literally just bought two, like in the summer sale, they were both like quite wintry things. But I also just think, it's great in some respects. Um, saying that, my work is we had a summer like casual dress code and that's coming to the end. August we is the end of that and then we're going to go back to smart casual, which is essentially smart. Um, and I just don't know if I feel ready for it. I used to really love dressing up for work. I used to really go for it. I, I've got some great boot heels I used to rock. I now feel like I'll be embarrassed to wear that, if you know what I mean. Having worn, like, jeans and trainers for the last two months, or maybe three, I feel like I'll be embarrassed to then suddenly rock, like, that kind of a intense corporate vibe. Mm. Well, they already
2: think you're the poshest one in the office, so... You
1: know. Yeah, that is true. Uh, I think I'm going to have to ease myself in saying that I was looking at um, some expensive shoes. I've, You know how I've always wanted the Gucci embroidered bee loafers. That's yes. their collective does not have my size. So we're going to watch out for that. Um, have you ever been to Bista uh, Village? Um, I have. It might be worth calling them to see if they've got them. Definitely. And they can post um, it to you.
2: I think, they can po- I think if you ask they're up for it like certain
1: stores if you ask can you post them out to me and i pay over the phone okay yeah i feel like i need some sort of sales associate or someone on my side here for because i've wanted these for probably nearing four years at least you, you spoke about these
2: uh at the beginning of our
1: yeah. podcast life cycle so do i know how much i would wear them no i do not do i want know? them Yes, I do. That's all that matters. And I also think that, you know what, if you've wanted something for this long, bite the bullet. I agree. I feel like I need a splurge. That's what I feel like. And I saw some shoes I like on the Chanel website and they're like £900. That's disgusting. But do I want them? Yes, I really do. (laughs) But £900 for a pair of shoes that are velvet. Velvet. They're not even leather. They're great. They are great. The velvet's fun, though. I love velvet shoes.
2: Are the inside? The inside, the inside will
1: be leather. leather. I love velvet shoes for smart because I feel like it doesn't scuff as easy. Patent leather can scarf. It can sometimes look a bit dated. I think velvet is actually really cool. I've had like velvet brogues and loafers and stuff like that before. I fucking love them. Mm. Um, so, yeah. But anyway, I digress what's your fashion story (laughs) (laughs) bennifer's non-vegas wedding happened recently and the dress code for the guests, Jennifer, JLo, Ben Affleck, she wore Ralph Lauren. And it was at a plantation. I don't know how I feel about a plantation. Oh, yeah. Like, I actually don't even know if that should be allowed these days, but that's a separate topic. Um, all the guests were asked to wear white. What's, what, how do you feel about that? I mean, it's very Kim K and Jeffrey Humphreys.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, um, definitely not his name, Chris Humphreys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What I, I said it and I was like... Um, I love that. He's like, that memorable. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> yeah. yeah would, you
1: him? Have, would you have your guests wear white at your wedding? Oh, it's...
2: it's it's a big, big dick energy move, isn't yeah. it? Because you have to be so comfortable. I am gonna shine regardless.
1: No matter mean. how
2: much you lot try, you will not outdress me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm actually bringing up some photos of this because I have not seen it. So. Oh, it's- oh okay. That does look like a very Ralph Lauren dress. Yeah. It's not oh, my favorite. Know? You, would i put her in that no no but the glam looks incredible as always you
1: know what i like the top so it's like sort of like this whole top with a little keyhole cut out she's got a great board go for it but then the skirt i'm guessing it's tulle or like that kind of a fabric maybe it's feathery but it's just a lot of volume i don't really get it it doesn't really match the top in my opinion. I think I quite like it. And you know what?
2: Her second dress. I haven't seen her second With the, with the as you were saying, that
1: elongated keyhole neck. Oh, is that the not her the first ball. one? Oh, hold on. I think it's the same dress. The two different dresses. No, I think it's the same. I think it's a complicated dress. What? She had three dresses. No, she had three dresses. She three. Yeah, one's a pearl, pearl, oh, neckline, pearl shoulders. Fine okay good I thought the keyhole and the volume dress would get yeah okay fine okay. you know what the keyhole, I dress, the keyhole dress I actually yeah. got when I first saw it which
2: is just now I think it's beautiful it's stunning yeah especially on her um I am gonna say I like her dresses yeah. because for a woman who's worn any couture dress she probably could have ever wanted to this is different for a wedding dress, you know? And is it is it a dress that we've never seen before? No. But, now, I'm not being ageist here, okay? Um, I'm just saying that, what, she's like 50 now or something? Yeah. When you get older and you go, go through different phases of your life, you want to try and wear different things. mm like everyone who gets married in their 20s, they all want a sweetheart neckline.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Most, you know what I mean? It's a really popular style. That mermaid shape at the bottom. And as you get older, you're like, I think I can just wear what I want to wear. Yeah. And not wear
1: what's expected of me
2: necessarily. And I think that's what she's done.
1: Yeah. No, I think I think she looks great. I've just re-looked at the pictures. I've I combined two together in my head. <laughs> Um and yeah, let's be honest, JLo does shine enough that if the guests wear white, she's still gonna shine because her glam, as we said in our J Lo episode, is always on point. It is a team effort, her team are phenomenal. Um, yeah, she's obviously beautiful. Um, would I let my guests wear white? I think it's a nice idea in concept. I actually think it's probably quite a harsh dress code for guests. I wouldn't know what to wear if someone told me a white dress code. I think I'd find that really hard to dress for. Okay. Um, I don't know, to be honest. Like, initially, I'm thinking a white suit. Yeah. But yes. because white dresses or white formal dresses don't really exist because you don't wear white formal dresses to weddings um traditionally Mm. but yeah she she had all white but I will say I don't know if you know of the guy who's um he wrote the book think like a monk Jay Shetty his wife yeah. yeah is like one of my life heroes she's beautiful Good. she cooks vegan food she's amazing she posts loads of motivational stuff she posted her look and she looks phenomenal but like to the level of she's definitely not going to take someone's shine even though she looks impeccable herself but she's chosen the right level of look where you're like yeah, i'm a guest i know my lane I look really good for me. He was at the wedding. Jay Shetty I think was officiating their wedding. Stop it. Yes. Yeah, that was the rumor. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. He
2: Oh my god, he would love it wouldn't he? Oh, yeah. Imagine. J-Lo's wedding. I'm I'm googling this as we speak because I'm just shocked. I still can't get over the fact that Benefat actually happened and they actually
1: made it down the aisle. But one thing's for sure... So why did they have a Vegas wedding to only then have, like, some proper formal wedding? So she couldn't back out of it, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. One thing about J-Lo...
2: publicity she, or something, I don't know. One thing about J-Lo, she's going to get married. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, is she... Or she's at the
1: very least going to
2: get engaged. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Um, oh, my God, I... I am frantically. I'm on fucking outlookindia.com because I need images of Jay.
1: Oh, I don't think there's images of it, but that was the rumor that he was officiating the wedding. I've just
2: seen a picture of him. It makes him look very different. But yeah, I'm I'm shocked. And I'm sure his wife was absolutely stunned. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hmm. well, I liked her dresses. So yeah. they were different and. I mean, she's going to look incredible, isn't she? It's J-Lo. It's J-Lo, yeah. What is your fashion, Dolly? Well, mine is a collab that we never saw coming, but I think it's the best sort of collab. <laughs> um, well, it is. It's a good one. m s Marks and Spencers, has partnered up with the England football team to come out with a men's collection that includes suits, casual, like elevated casual basics for men, ties that incorporate the Three Lions, um, silk pocket squares, um, braces, you know, the works, cufflinks, things like that. Um, for the man who wants to, you know, dress up a little, you know, more than
1: normal. And I have to say, I like the collection. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it. I feel like they might have been the suit outfitter for the Euros. I don't know if I'm pulling that out of my arse. But I also think it's a really clever thing for M&S because English football is actually doing really well. We got really far in the Euros. The World Cup is upon us. It's happening this winter. What better time to get young men like more aware of m&s you know like we spoke about in our last episode that it's part of a female journey potentially going and getting your first bra from there all of that stuff um and like it actually is still a really affordable place for you to get your suit for sixth form or your like your first occasion suit it is a really great place for all of that and so i think it makes really good sense
2: yeah, I think you're right, especially as you mentioned that suit for sick form, uh prom suit, maybe it's not, yeah. it's not it's a prom, but you know if you uh, prom,
1: haven't owned a suit before, yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh birthdays, Christmas, all First that stuff job. There. Definitely, definitely. MS is it's it's bread and butter is like the basics, isn't it? And you know if you're looking for something in particular, you're going to find it in m when it comes to clothing and food, you know. Um, they're not fast fashion in that sense. But you know the quality is going to be decent when you go there. And you're going to get a good range of sizes and things like that. Yeah. So, yeah, m is solid. And I think definitely British institution to partner up with, like, the our biggest team of our biggest sport yeah So it, it really makes sense and I think that the collection's nice it's really tasteful it's not trend driven um I wonder I don't know I'm just gonna put the out the idea out there what with the women's team doing so well this year yeah maybe maybe next year is when we see this collection but the women's women's collection
1: for sure, so they like they should get what, whatever the equivalent is. I don't know if women have, I'm going to be honest, I don't really follow women's football, but you know how men will turn up in suits or they finish in suits. Mm-hmm. I don't know if women have the equivalent. I've never seen that. But regardless, they should definitely get some huge ambassador deal. It'd be great for M&S to pick up on that. And especially because it's really important, I think, to capitalize the fact that we are raising a generation now of women or young girls, Mm -hmm. little girls, like whatever, to realize that women's sport and all of that counts. So when there are little girls now who are like four years old, they know that's something to aspire to. That's a real job for women, like blah, blah, blah. If that starts now, imagine what the level is going to be like in... Twenty years time, um, sure. I mean, they've won like
2: the biggest cup there is to win. Yeah, you know?
1: I rem- I think I remember messaging you, being like, um saying something about it, and you're like, "So what? The men haven't won a cup in like fifty <laughs> years." And I was like, "Yeah, cor- like correct." Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think also I think from seventy fa- years even right. from a
2: fashion perspective. M&S to come out with a women's collection you know for the women's England team with a suit in there mm. with a nicely tailored women's suit in a navy and a black or, uh, I mean their collection is pretty much like blue and navy yes. so like blue and navy but for women and then obviously like dresses and other kind of um, departments that feature in women's wear as well because I think there are women out there I know it's I say I think I know there are women out there who are not femme dressing yeah you know and they um want to be able to wear things that suit their body shape their physique whether it's sportier or whether it's not they want something that's not feminine but not necessarily like I bought this in the men's section and it wasn't made for someone of my height and my build and my chest size and my hip ratio. Yeah, But I would like to be able to wear a suit. I feel more comfortable in it. And I think that is the trick that M&S could do. And another thing that's good about this collaboration is that, you know, every other week we talk about collabs and it's centered around exclusivity. And M&S is not about that. I, you know, I'm on their website now and everything's available. Yeah, you know you can buy it if you want. Um, you know how m and are like twenty-seven of these have sold in the past forty-eight
1: hours. It says that, but it's not to say like it's sold out. Yeah, it's not to try and make you scaremongered into buying something. And yeah, it's meant to, it's meant to be accessible. That is what m and is, definitely. And
2: that's what's nice about this collaboration. Like, you know, the quality's going to be good. The fit's gonna be decent. Um, and if people can get their hands on it without this panic buying, I think they're on to a, yeah. a winner, basically.
1: We interrupt this broadcast to say, go follow us on Instagram. Our handle is at Starloves Substance Pod. There you'll find our weekly fashion topics, all the stuff that we discuss in each episode and our polls.
2: Or reach out to us at styleoversubstancepodcast at gmail.com for new suggestions of topic discussions or even to share your own fashion stories. We also have a YouTube channel, Style Over Substance Podcast. If you'd rather listen to our episodes over there,
1: back to the episode. We are discussing essentially new money versus old money and how that presents itself in a fashion world. And so I guess old money is money that has been in a family for a long time. Let's say like over the period of a couple of generations, new money is that a family hasn't grown up wealthy and has acquired a lot of money in a like, in one or two generations and it is still quite new to them to be raised that way and they kind of don't know they haven't grown up with it so maybe the way they present themselves appears different right yeah I think you're right I think
2: that's definitely the, de- the definition that I have and I think from what I've seen um, whether that's watching videos on YouTube or just being online and consuming a lot of like content. I've seen this discussion that's centered around stereotyping the fashion choices yeah. of, of money versus new money. And I think it's a really interesting conversation because when we talk about luxury fashion, exclusivity, heritage... um, those sorts of things are core to luxury fashion and also when you talk about luxury fashion often is talked about is like logomania. things which are expensive but they're trend driven versus things that are expensive but classic there's always that like the word classic is touted about quite a lot and it's like well what does that mean What does it mean to be classic? Is that aspirational? Should we give a shit? And then also, do do people think that makes them better than other groups? And vice versa, if you're new money and you dress a certain way, if you dress a certain way, does that make you more interesting than those classic types? So I think it's central to luxury fashion, that, that dichotomy.
1: Yeah, and I would say the kind of the gossipy world implies that old money looks down on new money. And generally, we look down on new money because they are tackier and all of that stuff. And I would say that old money is meant to sort of, yeah, buy into quality longevity things that maybe don't have logos but like underlying if you're in the know you know and new money is typically the kind that buys into logo mania is trying to show you look how wealthy i am but i don't know if that is a fair thing to say for one and for two is there anything wrong with presenting as new money? Yeah. Yeah. Because I- the Instagram world is chasing like both, but arguably the new money side more. Yeah, I think that being like both of
2: us, born and raised in Britain, gives because you know Britain's all about class, isn't it? It's all about all money. <laughs> Central to British culture. Um, And I think that we have a particular view of what old money is and what new money is in the same way that when I see videos about dress like a Parisian, you know, the French way is different. Old money versus new money. Mm. And when you look at Americans, their old money and new money is different again. And, you know, all around the world as well. In Britain... I think old money is country estates, Stay home. Um, old money people look
1: a bit scruffy. That's like the stereotype that I think. Moth. I think moth-eaten mm. like jumpers. Yes. Yeah, tartan
2: like two weeks gilets. late for their haircut. Yeah, they have. They don't get their nails done. They're wearing
1: tartan gilets. Um, like the queen A very <laughs> beloved barber jacket that could probably do with being replaced they've
2: gone out to tend to their horses and they still got mud on their wellies yeah. and they drive an old range rover like an old range rover we're not talking about the new ones yeah, yeah
1: like very old or like land rover-esque um, yeah yeah yeah, yeah the queen is she
2: in her personal downtime dresses old money
1: yeah her little headscarf which okay yeah can be chic but her like long little skirts I mean long little is yeah (laughs) that doesn't make sense Being her long skirts does that look good no it doesn't are they probably 50 years old yes they probably are Yeah, and so when
2: people, when I, you know, listen to people online and they glorify old money, and I take into account the version of old money that I grew up seeing, Mm. it's like I don't know about you, but I don't want to smell. I don't want to look like I smell like I haven't hoovered my house in a really long time.
1: No, but do you get? I don't want to look like I
2: smell like mothballs. I don't want to look like I smell like mothballs. I don't want to look like I. Haven't had my hair trimmed in about five years. Um, I don't want to look like, oh well, no, I don't want to look like I smell like I live on um, muddy farms or something. And that, but that's like the classic British old money view. That's the stereotype. Okay. And there are lots of people who live by that stereotype. So it's funny, like when you,
0: That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.
2: Geographical nuance to it mm-hmm. which is often when I've seen new, when I've when I've seen nuance. When I've listened to people talk about old money, it's someone who wears pearls. Very yeah. clean. Smells like Chanel number no. five. Yeah. It's her, you know puts her hair in rollers every night um subtle
1: makeup mm-hmm. understated, confident in herself um has then- two nail shades she differs between and one for spring like one for summer one for winter like a a, a peach like pale nude for that's almost like your nails but better for the mm-hmm. summer and ma- maybe maybe yes. a, a deep red for the winter but like not horrid, red, like dark red. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nails cut to a certain length. They shouldn't be too long. They're always that, your natural nail. That
2: oval shape, isn't it? You are getting that oval shape and you can't be having French tips. No, <laughs> no.
1: I actually still have an aversion to French tips because of like, I feel like that, the perception of a French tip when we were younger. Was chavy. It was, but it's definitely back in vogue. And also, there's just a way to do it. I personally am not for a squared nail. I don't think there's a time or a place for that in my life or in anyone else's, each to their own. I don't think that's a nail shape that's flattering on anyone. But what, I, how do you feel about a coffin? You know, when it's taken, I way prefer a coffin. Yeah. It just can't be like, to your fingertip and be squared off. No, that doesn't look nice on anyone, um, in my humble opinion. Um, but I also do prefer a French tip that has more of a curve or length to it. I don't just like when it's yeah. I think there's a time like there's a t- I love a French tip. Don't get me wrong. Um, it's got to be done right. I I hear you. I hear you. Um, but yeah, it's. Um, I think you know what this what old money is as well it's like for a woman especially even a man they tie their sweater around their shoulders Let you me know test. i love it is a great that's a great way to style things don't get me wrong but like she is wearing a blouse that is tucked into some peg trousers he is wearing some corduroy trousers and a shirt that he has owned for 20 years that is like maybe a cardigan or a sweater vest. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think actually what you said about the makeup thing is really interesting. And I actually think that's a real, a real kind of exemplary thing, even of just that fashion stereotype, is from the makeup. It's kind of that barely anything there. They are not the kind of people who are gonna play around with some colourful eyeshadow like no 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 or like and they've got like two lip colors it's probably the same for like the last 10 years um from bobby brown or something and i think that in general new money has a playfulness that old money typically by stereotype doesn't have definitely Like playing with acrylic nails, playing with crazy makeup, like I'm going to change the shape of my face with Botox and injectables, like all of that shit, like maximized. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, it's
2: the belief that old money has already done that, been there, said that, worn that, don't need to do it again. I know what it's like. You lot over there who've just come into money are trying everything all at once. Mm. Um, and over the past, I would say even the past like year and really not that long, when I've gone on YouTube, I've been served up videos. Maybe maybe the algorithm is trying to tell me something. But I've been served up videos where this idea of dressing classically will somehow afford you more femininity will somehow afford you sometimes it's like a sugar daddy you know those like if you want to bag a rich man you know what men don't like they don't like logo mania they don't like flamboyance flamboyance extra long nails they don't like this that and the other make sure you always have your hair blow dried and all this i'm just like since when uh first off there's like this link between dressing classically and morality or like yeah. value as a person. Why? Because you like to wear loafers and I like to wear loafers, but I'm hardly the most classic person ever. Like, why is there a correlation between natural nails, loafers, cardigans tied around your neck and all of that tied with this understated confidence? Because you have to be pretty damn confident to wear
1: balenciaga which is pretty damn loud yeah that. so and also i think that the way i have seen trends for the last few years new money is basically the trend of the last five years like whether that's logo mania like right now with na- nail art i've been in a real deep dive with nail art um i've decided i'm going to try and like do my own nails um yeah, it's the whole thing. Um, but even that, like you said, that is not an old money thing to have nail art. It is like all this stuff is kind of this real representation of flamboyance. And it's kind of like, good girls don't have acrylic ex- nail extensions. Good girls like, you know, keep their nails to a certain length, and la, 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 la. And there's this whole... um. Dialogue, but I would say for the last five years, three years in particular, like Instagram, social media life is literally been about going for everything logo this, logo that, colorful. Like the amount of influencers that I see that is just putting so many colors, and the amount of women I see finally dressing for themselves, not for the attraction of a man. And it's funny, I think I mentioned the other day, like. I catch myself and I kind of question like, is, is this attractive to someone else? And it's definitely not, but it's a style that I like. And I kind of am in conflict of like, is this nice to other people? And I have probably like a few different wardrobes of like, this is what I present to myself to be attractive to other people. But if I'm dressing for myself, then this is the stuff that I wear that is way more like, eyebrow or like maybe people are confused or like does that even look nice maybe not Mm. and I think that I think that that has all been unleashed and maybe that's quote-unquote new money but I think it's also just the trend of now yeah definitely
2: I think you're right we're at a time in general where flamboyance isn't looked down upon Mm. so whether you are in actual fact old money or new money i think it's really hard to tell who is who is from one camp or the other a lot of talk and we've had an i think we've had an episode about this for sure fashion stories about this but emma's bags and how much hype these bags have had in the past few years don't get me wrong i would in a minute love to have one of these yeah but I think that people who can get their hand, who didn't grow up rich, but managed to get their hands on an Hermes bag is almost like being ingratiated into a whole new glass. If you can yeah. spend seven grand on a bag and, do, and, and buy other things from Hermes in order to get that bag or thereafter, it's like you've made it and throw down 10 grand on a bag yeah you really do feel like you it's a pretty big financial accomplishment and I think because Hermes is known for being understated you know the the bags aren't flamboyant and that's why a lot of people don't really rate the bags but it's also the same reason why a lot of people do rate the bag and I think that's because it's been a brand that's been loved by high society. Yeah, talk about Jackie O, you talk about um, Jane Birkin and like, I mean, she was quite rock and roll, but, you know, she was in the um, circles of wealthy celebrity, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was high society. And people bought Hermes bags for as you said if you know you know you know and people used to like when you talk about I think we mentioned the Olsen twins they've had money for a long time but then they're not old money as such but they have Birkins and they're battered yeah shit they that's an old money flex right there it's an old (laughs) money flex it's like yeah I spent 10 grand on this bag but wear it to death and I think yeah, that's why that bag has become so popular because I think it's a symbol of old money, and I think that you're right. The trends now, just in general, are about flamboyant. When we take the example of Bottega Veneta, so it's really it's an old money brand. old money brand, but it's appealing to new money. Definitely trying to appeal to new money now in that. It's got bright colors it's got quite original shapes no it's
1: not Short, sharp trend driven shapes like the big woven shoes like all of that stuff like micro large crazy whatever yeah it, that's appealing to it i think that as you were
2: saying that quote-unquote old money brand recognizes that the trends now are about color is about shape form flamboyance I mean they they have a pair of shoes which is like a telephone cord
1: yeah (laughs) I think we can even see this about though with the mini Kelly that like that's become a huge thing that I'm seeing everywhere like the amount of influencers who just have now like Like, and they're buying more like one or two and this year and we're only in August. And you're like, sorry, you've just bought two, six grand bags and they're not the only bags you've bought. And it's this whole, oh, well, we've made it a smaller size. And so therefore it's more interesting. Whereas they used to be like quite large sizes. And I just think that they are playing into that hand as well. Yeah. I, and the reality is there is more new money than old money. Like old money can only exist like whoever's rich now will be considered old money in a hundred years. So that takes a while to grow and prosper. Whereas the reality is we also live in a world where someone can become rich overnight with crypto. They can become viral on YouTube. All of this stuff that all these careers that have just Created themselves like think of like Logan Paul, all of this stuff that like Zoella, like people who just that didn't exist who have become very wealthy. Like some influencers that I follow, like I dread to think what they're earning to be buying these things is crazy. Like that is the world we live in now is a new money world. Yes, yes, definitely. um It's really
2: elitist I think to to kind of say that this old money whatever that is to you is somehow better and you will get further in life if you dress a certain way Mm. buy certain brands or you are maybe more worthy of ridicule if you do like more flamboyant stuff and when you think about it back to the point of like old money new money stereotypes are so tied geographically what we consider here as old money new money is completely different to what we consider wealth new wealth and old wealth in other parts of the world so some cultures like indian cultures yeah indian cultures indian culture um color is everywhere it's yeah. essential to their history yeah you know? I, I hazard a guess but I would say maybe people who live in India who wear more muted colors now are seen as more modern dressing mm-hmm. sure. money dressing maybe
1: westernized buy- new money modern yeah exactly more westernized whereas
2: those who have had wealth for a long time love to wear a lot of gold yeah love to wear a lot of saris
1: they've got beautiful colors. saris in every color that they've had in their family or they've had for a long time yeah
2: exactly because old money is tied to and even in england like old money in essence is tied to royalty yeah so that makes sense to me that it would yeah. that old money would be flamboyant um, but then, you know, when you take, you know, other countries and other continents, again, colour is and and gold and excessive jewellery and those sorts of things are quote unquote old money. You know, if you mm. were a queen of your region or a queen of your region and your tribe, you would be donning the best stuff. You're not out here trying to look understated what the fuck is that you need people to know that you run this town (laughs) and that you have a lot of wealth and that outward display of wealth can sometimes command respect in other cultures but I think in the west um and I don't know what the reason is maybe you have an idea but
1: it's the complete opposite Mm. I don't really have an answer for that and I think that's also just cultural perceptions of different things however what it sort of is spelling to me is that a lot of the old money and we're being really generic here by the way but like it's an archetypal stereotype template not very expressive and I just think we have moved into a world and I think like it is also a representation of so many things that we are delving deeper. We're becoming more expressive that, like you said, jewellery was kind of kept like for old money. There's a signet ring, your favorite for sure. And like, maybe there's a gold chain as a necklace for a man. Women, you keep it quite simple. You keep it quite demure, but like, I'm someone, I love a lot of rings. That's probably seen as chaotic That's probably seen as whatever, but I just think, and lots of piercings, like all of this stuff. And like, we are being really stereotypical of like a single piercing and all of that stuff, but that is what was considered classy, demure, the way is appropriate. And I think we just become more expressive. And I think that that is showing through this maybe new money culture and just through trends itself that, we want to show our individualism. Mm, yeah, definitely. Um,
2: I don't know if being a little bit more demure is tied to not becoming a target for financial crimes. <laughs> you don't want to get mugged in the street. You don't want uh, people to pursue your bank accounts. Mm. Um to follow you home things like that um but I guess that can happen the world over isn't it it can happen no matter where you live um you become a target if you have money mm. um,
1: yeah I think so and actually like the more we talk about this I've always sort of like had a bit of an affinity with old money because like that's what you think about right and you're like, oh that's wealth that's wealth but actually I think that it's much more expressive like new money like they just don't give as much of a shit like and yeah they can blow it and they can like pay for stuff and like whether it's seen as tacky or all of that stuff I think is it's just about like our perception and it's also just about our judgment and there's definitely old money who buys into Balenciaga and has all these logo mania and does all the stuff with the fake nails. Has got Botox to the nines. And there's new money who is trying to look as classic as possible. So there are people who are definitely not conforming to this. But mm. I also just think that, dude, if you've got money, you spend it how you want to. Mm. Like, I
2: saw, in one, of, I saw in one of these comment sections, it was like, <laughs> um, new money is better than no money. And you know what? it's true
1: (laughs) for like for sure and also the only way i'm gonna be rich is if it is new money i haven't got old money to come into so like i needed you could marry into some old old money i want to create my own fortune you know like that is that is my journey
0: (laughs) i hear that. hear that i
1: won't say no to old money but like i won't just accept that like i am i am a person that wants to contribute to the wealth of my family
2: yeah I get it I understand
1: because also I have like as we heard I saw some 900 pound Chanel shoes I'm not asking my husband for that handout I want to buy that for myself you know yeah.
2: yeah yeah those shoes won't buy themselves
1: so they yeah. won't buy themselves and let's be honest it's taken me four years to be like i should buy those gucci shoes that are now out of stock everywhere so um yeah i yeah. i think we can all say i'm not an impulsive luxury purchaser oh yeah that's because we're no money well know. that's the thing my bank account says no you're not a luxury impulse purchaser <laughs> Yeah exactly. So um, one day when I'm new money you'll see it on my feet.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I am manifesting that for you.
1: Yeah, I'm I don't know why I feel like your little Rolex journey has really inspired me to be like you know what? I need some nice things in my life. I just really I just really believe that I just think there's a ways there's ways to get these things and yeah I just I just want some nice things in my life
2: I think listen we only have one life to live you either get those Gucci shoes in this life yeah
1: or you may never get them in the next and And actually funnily enough I was saying to a friend of mine which is like you know like I never know what like like if I should save or spend I was like what are you saving for like mm-hmm. she, she has a house. She owns a house. She's married. I was like, so what? What are you saving for? Mm-hmm. Because, like, of course, yeah, be sensible with your money, but there's also like it's to be enjoyed. And there's a real, obviously TikTok trend of like, um, I can make this money back, but I'll never be twenty five in Europe exploring like Santorini. And all of that shit. And to some degree that's true. I mean, don't get yourself in debt, but.
0: I
2: think my approach to expensive things is A, I'm not going to say I'm not going to buy it because I don't think I deserve it because I do think I deserve nice things. We deserve it. We deserve. Um, My approach to it is like, I'm going to figure out what I want. Mm. And that's my goal. And I just, you know, I just squirrel, I just squirrel towards it. And one day, (laughs) one day I would have saved, accumulated the money Mm. to get that thing. As you said, no one else is going to give you what you want. You have to go and get it
1: yourself. And I think that, and it doesn't take, like, for me, it wouldn't, feel as good taste as good whatever it is if someone else got it for me Mm -hmm. there are certain things you want to earn for yourself like if someone I mean don't get me wrong you would not turn down your Rolex right now well but you want to buy that for yourself and there are certain things like I know that with a Chanel handbag no man is buying me a Chanel handbag before I buy one for myself like No. no that's actually a disrespect
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. It really depends who it's coming from. And if it's not
1: the. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: but listen, if it was like a random man on the street, I'd be like, no, I don't need a Rolex from you. Like, even if I know it's real. No, but
1: even love of my life, please respect. Yes. That I want to buy this for myself. Then you can buy me a Rolex the next day. Then you can buy me another Chanel bag the next day. But let me get there first. And yeah. then you can buy me 10. You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I think this
2: really links with the idea of old money and new men yeah. money. Because old, sorry, new money, when people with quote unquote new money go out and they buy things they want and they flex as hard as they want, and it's logo from the tippy tops of their head to the tippy tops of their feet, there's a level of accomplishment and pride in them being able to create the lifestyle they live for mm. themselves, or as a partnership, or whatever it might be, um, that new money—I mean, sorry—that <laughs> getting confused, mm. old money will never be able to experience. Yeah, and there's an idea of you cannot look down on people who, against all odds managed to create the life that they wanted whether that's luxury fashion or not um whilst you you haven't what does this mean to you it means nothing Mm -hmm. to you because uh I don't know uh 10,000 pound this or 5,000 pound that is just another day to you and for you because you didn't earn it you inherited it there is no pride really in flaunting it whereas for other people who are new money and I'm not saying everyone is like braggadocious or like flamboyant in that sense but like if you bought those Gucci loafers for some some people it's nothing but for you you would tell me you'd be like let me send you some pictures of my new shoes. Let me tell you <laughs> about the journey. I, took I hope you've go got through. a foot fetish because you're about to get some feet pe- pictures. <laughs> I'm going to tell you the story on how, you know, how I located that pair in my size yeah. at the right time, how I picked it up. You know, you're going to tell people, look at the shoes I bought. Yeah, And I'm not going for some basic. I'm going for something that's like fun or at least enjoyable to me um and i think that's like a core part of this really nonsense argument that everyone should like dress understated and quote unquote old money
1: but also i think there's a way to dress understated with stuff like that i remember i think i i might have even said the story on the podcast i was on a plane when i was being harassed by the person sat next to me i say harassed he was talking to me incessantly that's what i mean um and at one point, he's like, oh, I really like your shoes. They're unusual. And they are my, one of my nicest pair of shoes. They are Chanel Espadrilles." And she, he was like, where are they from? And I wasn't going to be like, babe, they're Chanel. What do you mean?
2: Don't know what this doubles like, is. Because that,
1: also that's not me. And I'm not wearing them to flex. Like, I mean, I guess in some way, you're always wearing something like that to flex. But like, I wear them because they're nice and I like them. But like, I'm not wearing them to flex because I'm not going to go... They're Chanel, they're Chanel to everyone who meets me. So I was like, oh, like, I think I just like said something. I was like, oh, whatever. Oh, like God, oh, I got them a few years ago or something. And just like brushed it off. And I think that's also a big difference. If I when, when I locate my bee loafers, right. if someone's like, oh, like those are weird, or like those are unusual. Where are they from? I'm not gonna be like, they're Gucci. I'll be like, oh, like, yeah, they're just some shoes. Because I don't, I'm not buying it for that gratification. I own them for that self satisfaction of like, I've got some cool shoes, but I don't need other people unless they're in the know. Like, for sure, I'd accept a wink from a stranger to be like, hey, great shoes. Yeah, exactly.
2: But I mean, the fact that you're buying that particular type with the embroidery on it is not, it's not the most understated, it's not subtle
1: because you we aren't subtle be... in this house <laughs> yeah like i've seen it, some fake you're... versions and i refuse like i actually refuse yeah yeah yeah, yeah i agree
2: so anyway i think it's
1: <laughs> i think it's an argument
2: that will continue on forevermore mm. um it's the most useless argument in really luxury fashion um, yeah. I think it's really interesting. It says a lot about those who believe in these trends either way. Um, so yeah, definitely a really interesting topic.
1: What should we ask the people?
2: Uh, are you an old money gal or a new money gal? know. What are you? What do you mean? Well, I ha-
1: I have neither. <laughs> both established that we are no money gal um but what i think i'm a hybrid i'm gonna be honest i think i'm a hybrid i i'm not huge into logos and i actually just think the way that we the generation we were raised in we were raised where it was very chaff culture to have even like chanel earrings i actually didn't like chanel for quite a while because those like double c earrings were seen as really tacky um Burberry was only classy if it was a trench coat and you couldn't see the tartan like we were we were brought up in an England where all of that stuff was seen as quite tacky and like even like let's be honest my tirade about French tips um like that sticks with me so I definitely have those old money ideas in my head and I'm not the biggest logo fan but i also think that new money flexes and and not worrying about it being like the most timeless classic piece and just going i like it and not thinking too much about it like we've spoken time and time again about what my first Chanel purchase will be and i really swear i hope it's not just a plain black bag i actually really hope it's something more playful than that because i think i deserve that yeah um, <laughs> But old money is like you buy the black one, and then you buy the cream one, and then you maybe buy it in um in navy. Whereas I think new money is like oh, I want the neon yellow, I want this, and then I'm going to get the bedazzled one, and I don't care if it's not timeless. I don't care if it doesn't go with all my outfits. And I think that yeah, I'm I'm like somewhere in between. Mm. How are you? Um, I
2: I can't say that I'm an old money aesthetic mm-hmm. if I'm. A- um do I go around in logo mania no, I don't yeah um, but I'm with you on that if I'm going to spend a lot of money on something it's got to look pretty special yeah um, and I think fashion is for being playful yeah whether you've come from generations of money or not if you're into fashion you're gonna to want to switch up yeah. and I think it just boils down to your personality if you're a pretty straightforward Jane Jane. sort of person then you're not going to indulge in the frivolities of fashion but if you are more eclectic and more of a passionate person and more of an experimental person you can't help but want to buy what's new and what's different and and be confident in wearing some ridiculous shit because I think I've worn some really ridiculous shit over the years but I think I think I probably At least um, you tried. At least I I err on the side of new money without having money, basically.
1: Yeah. You know what this episode has made me realize? Mm. I'm starting my fashion fund. What's that? Oh, you're gonna save away money. Um, on- um yeah, there's there's gonna be like a squirrel fund and that is for the extravagant purchases that I will never make. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do it. Fashion fund, yeah. Because also, like, the reality is, if that's what brings you joy, and, like, clearly it does, we've spoken away about fashion for however many episodes now. Like, I just think you should spend your money on the things that you enjoy. Yeah. You know? Whatever that might be, if it's techie stuff, if it's computers, computer games, if it's the latest running watch, or, like, cycling technology whatever it might be I just think like spend your money on the things that bring you joy definitely I think also you have to remember although I think those are
2: great words to live by it requires a bit of sacrifice yeah it requires sometimes going into a shop and be like nope, because I know I'm saving up for that that Chanel yes and when I get that Chanel, I will not even, I will never even will remember never it it that other Zara blouse. I will not even remember that Zara blouse. I wanted in five colours. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that, no, but for real, like that £50 you would have spent
1: easy on two items in yeah. Zara. That's so, very true. It, it should, and it should come at a cost. It should come at a cost.
0: Yeah.
1: For us um, regular folk. For us regular folk. Yeah i guess that's it that's it old old versus new let us know
2: well thanks again for tuning into another episode of style over substance guys
1: don't forget to check out our instagram or spotify to respond to this week's poll
0: Bye.